Hi there, I'm Al. Welcome back to the Lore Research, uh, Lore Research Lab. And if you're new here, welcome to the Lore Research Lab. Um, it is uh good to be back. Um, I have been um uh I I kind of just waited, I guess, to, to review this because there's been so much Nintendo stuff actually that's come out, and I'm also uh the Nintendo Direct that actually came out uh very recently. Um uh well, I'm going to put both my, my reactions up at the same time. I've already watched this video, but I kind of want to just go through um, what Super Mario Bros. Wonder has in store for us. Because it's very exciting. Um, I think I might skip ahead through the intro. With Mario's latest 2D side-scrolling adventure, the Super Mario Brothers Wonder Game. Let's jump in. So first of all, I love this aesthetic. I love, I, I it, it's, um, it reminds me of 3D World, but still feels pretty different. Super Mario uh, Bros. Wonder has a really cool feel to it. Um, I just like the aesthetic. It's very classic. This is very classic Mario, but it still looks like a lot of fun. Your adventure begins among the tubular hills of Pipe Rock Plateau. Like, this game just looks so slick, you know? Once you get past the freezing foot of the mountain, you'll be aiming for new heights in Flock Puff Peaks. Many trials await amidst And I remember like when Super Mario Bros. Wii came out, I feel like this is more of a predecessor to that, because 3D World had like its own feel to it. But this reminds me way more of Super Mario Bros. for the Wii. Spelunk through caves at the heart of the there's also an arid desert with white sand. There's always the desert. I can see an uncanny forest lined with giant mushrooms. A scorch. The Mushroom Kingdom, a reference. And more. A rich variety of Bills reminds me of Spike, but they're the fire versions. The enemy name Spike. So. Each world to select a course. So you can see that, like, hold on, let's let's wind that back a bit. You can see that, um, in terms of the level format, oh. You can see that um, there's still the uh, kind of three token system. So they're going to explain that more in the video itself. But with pretty with these kind of Super Mario Bros. games, typically there's three collectibles that you need to get through the level, and then that'll unlock other things later in the game. Um, they are, again, like I said, going to explain this as well. But I just wanted to point it out because this... While it feels kind of, you know, interesting and fresh and stuff, there's still some very clear aspects about this new platformer um, that it keeps to its roots. Let's let's put it that way. Wubba ruins. Where the Roombas rule? This this mechanic is different, though. This is cool. This is fresh. The Hoppos? I'm paying attention more to these names. Once you've played a course, you can quickly come back to it through the courses menu. It's an easy way to find the ones you want to- So I think it's really cool is that they also do have this more open concept. So, because the Super Mario 3D World was still very much consistent with previous uh, 3D side-scroller games, um, which is you go from point A to point B, there's a very linear path that you're following. So if you are going to do any kind of like fun challenges, you would just end up replaying a level that has a more um, micro mini game focus, if you will. So for example, in Super Mario 3D World, uh, you can check out my episode on that for some reference, because um, I do have an episode on it. Uh, 
when I talk about Bowser's Fury. Anyways, in that game, you do have some levels where you play as a character named Plessy. So Mario and company will ride on Plessy's back. You control Plessy by uh, using the jump and maneuvering, and that's how you progress through the level rather than the characters doing stuff. So I would say that technically outside of maybe stuff like that, um, these kinds of Super Mario Bros. games haven't ventured very far into expanding how their platformers don't just simply plat like platform. They do other things outside of it. See, these feel way more focused and deliberate in being a uh, mini-game-like, if that makes sense. This mechanic is probably going to be hilarious. How'd you get up here? Just imagine you're going through a level and then someone just... This is so unhinged. What? What is... Why would, why would you want to know? I know it's based off of a mushroom, but still. Sharing is caring, Mario said. This... This is going to be cool. This is actually a really cool segment of Super Mario Bros. Wonder. And I'm really looking forward to it. Because as you can see, the characters that are playable... Two of them... Well, actually, actually, everyone... Like, Mario and Luigi are kind of staple with these kinds of games. But... Everyone else, I'm very excited for. Look at this lineup, folks. Look at this. Look at this roster. Um, this is very exciting because um, Super Mario 3D World was a nice kind of stab at it, where you had your multiplayer, and if you're doing multiplayer, there's you have more character selection because you have Blue Toad, you have Peach, you have Luigi, and you have Mario. And if you play through the kind of post-game elements of Super Mario 3D World, you can actually get Rosalina as well. Um, and they all do different things. So um, I was very excited to see this, and I was like very curious i was like okay there's toadette there's daisy toad i expect but the yoshis like well, there's so many yoshis Mario, and nabbit i'm glad she's a playable character so go with your favorite or mix it up just play with who you want. Do all these fun tricks. Nabbit, on the other hand, won't take damage. They're a great choice if you're looking for a more easygoing experience. So the one thing I have said about Mario games, I think, is that they tend to be on the, um, they tend to be on the more casual game playing side. They're not as intense as something like, let's say, Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom. You know, it's not, it's, it's not as uh, demanding of the player. It's something casual. It's family friendly. It's kid friendly. Mario games are very, um, like they're sanitized in a very particular way. They're the colors are very bright and vibrant. It's got a very kind of wholesome feel to to it. Um, so while I do think that Mario games generally are easier than other video games like they're if you're trying to get someone to learn how to play video games i think mario games are actually not a bad start because the controls are pretty simple but this is actually really important i think like the inclusion of having characters like yoshi and navit where maybe some people like if people are really struggling to kind of get a hold of the game and it takes them some time to kind of get used to things then not taking damage is really huge so you can just get a feel for the game or that's maybe how you enjoy playing the game so maybe for someone who's not as uh you know confident in gaming or wants to play a game like this but doesn't feel like they'll actually be able to get through the levels like doing the co-op elements playing with other people then characters like this like Nabbit and Yoshi are actually really great I actually really like those additions I feel like 
so that so that's still the that's still the case and i think that's fair i think that's fair i know that i'm like maybe there's going to be some days where i don't feel like actually playing through the level in a way where i'm like i actually have to actively think about dodging enemies and stuff like that um with a game like this maybe it'll just be nice to just play as yoshi sometime and just that's how i um unwind you know i can see that being both a I can see that being both a great thing for people who are not as confident in playing video games or just want to play as a character that can't get hurt type of concept, but also as a way of just simplifying gameplay for yourself if you don't feel like putting in that kind of pressure, or sorry, that putting in that kind of energy, um, which I feel like sounds really dramatic, but hey, you know, video games um, can be stress relieving. And I feel like a game as colorful and as fun looking as this will be more stress relieving than it is intense. And some days I feel like I'm just, I'm in a Yoshi mood, you know? I don't want to take damage. I'm just here for the vibes. Cheese can flutter jump, eat objects, and spit them back at enemies. Poor Spike. Classic Yoshi gameplay. This is also really cool. I like that they're adding new things, new enemies rather. It's dangerous. I like that they actually look like melons too. Condarts will fly at you and stick their beaks where they don't belong. Well, when conks attack, they'll even plow through goo. That's a bit intense, you know. Mumsies can be unraveled if you position yourself just right. Mamas will eat anything. I I'm scared of these things. I hate enemies that like inhale you. Like like likes from Zelda. No thank you. We're getting some classics returning, obviously. And other familiar foes are also here. I like how he says familiar foes, and Lakitu's like smiling. Next, oh, Elephant Mario, here we go, guys. Here you go, folks. Form, make the most of your nose this is hilarious. Someone at Nintendo was like, this is gonna be good gameplay, and I'm pretty sure it's going to be. This looks hilarious. <laughs> like... This is just so comical and looks like so much fun. Look at Mario go. If you store water in your trunk, they show the elephant version of all the characters in this trailer as well, so... Or rather, this Nintendo Direct video. It's not just Mario, though. Luigi? The Toads? <laughs> Peach, Daisy, and Toadette all have elephant forms as well. I feel like this this power up is the one that I'll struggle with. Like it'll take some getting used to. You can take care of enemies surrounding you in one go. Defeat typically impervious foes and knock out baddies on the other taking damage is huge because those guys will always respond. This is the one the part the part of the ability I feel like I'll have trouble with. I don't know. I just have a feeling. They're roller skating! I did not notice that the first time. They're roller skating. While in drill form, you'll get a pretty nifty drill. This makes dealing with spike. This is really cool. This is the quality of life power-up I needed. Breaking boulders and being able to avoid spinies. Like, this is so nice. I don't even necessarily think think it makes anything easier. It's just a different way of experiencing the level. Wasn't expecting company. Plus, the classic fire form makes a return. I feel like whoever voiced the little flowers that you find enjoyed enjoyed themselves. They have some entertaining voice lines. 
Yeah, this is a good mechanic. I'm glad they brought this back. Wowie zowie, folks. Wowie zowie. This part of the video is crazy, folks. This is where this probably distinguishes itself from other. This is like the gimmick of this of this game version. But it's very, very unique in my opinion. And we're gonna see why in a second. Everything and anything can happen. Interesting changes. Pipes might start moving. What I'm hoping is the music we're hearing right now. Like, I kind of wanted to change for each different kind of world you go to. So many bubbles. This is like really crazy. I, I feel like I'll be terrible at those segments. I wonder. Oh. It's like Odyssey all over again, but not. This this cracked me up when I saw this the first time. I just noticed he said wonderful. Yeah, so this this is where that kind of collectible element returns. But it's very cool. Well done. Well done, Mario. So this part is pretty interesting. And this is where they kind of add a bit more technical elements to the gameplay. So I think a lot of this can still be very much played casually. But they've added certain elements that I've, I've actually seen in uh, other games. Uh, which would include, um, so the Super Mario, sorry, the Mario and Luigi series, which were like this spin-off series that I sorely need to talk about here at the lab. They, it was games that were RPG turn-based combat focused. Mario and Luigi are roped up into some kind of adventure. And then you kind of play through the story while, you know, again, doing the turn-based combat stuff. And it was very cool because Mario and Luigi have very distinct personalities in those games. Uh, Peach usually has some kind of important role to play. Um, there's a variety of different toads you meet. But one of the battle mechanics is that you acquire badges. And I remember specifically in the second installment, which is Partners in Time, I remember in that installment, the badges have... Or was it? Oh, no. I think no, they, they have the badges throughout all the games. But in let's say in Dream Team, which is one of the more recent iterations um, in Dream Team, uh, the badges have different effects when you combine them. So they do different things. Am I confusing games? Point being, other spin-off Mario games have done a badge mechanic in the past where they have an effect and they do something for you in battle, whether it's healing you or boosting your attack. And we're going to see how they take the badge concept here in Super Mario Bros. Wonder. As your adventure progresses, you'll unlock in-game badges that change up the way you play when equipped. There are a variety of badges, each with its own special ability. Let's they all look really cool, by the way. Slow your fall with the parachute cap badge. Enhance your wall jumping abilities with the wall climb jump badge. 
it's incorporating some cool kind of mechanics that you wouldn't normally have in this kind of platformer. And were maybe like exclusive like abilities in other video games, like other Mario games. The safety bounce looks like it's going to be so helpful for those lava levels or poison swamp levels. to your enemies and yourself with the invisibility I I will probably not be good at using that ability stop dashing with the jet run badge and you can run in the air for a bit and Mario's like so intense different abilities from the convenient to the unconventional only one badge can be equipped per course equip them from the world map or when starting a course or if you don't make it through grab a different badge and try again I, I like that, um, so, actually, I'll let this part finish, I'll let this part finish. So, the badge mechanic here is pretty interesting because it is extremely limited. You can only use one for your character. Let's say you are doing this single player. They get into co-op and stuff in a bit. But let's say you're doing this in single player, then it's kind of, um... You have to, like, choose wisely, basically. And sure, you'll have way more selection as you acquire more badges. So maybe the choosing, it's, it's just entirely dependent on the level you're confronted with. But I also feel like this game will um, throw environments at you, especially when that wonder effect is in place. It'll throw things at you that maybe, even if you're shuffling through badges, one badge may not be the badge for that level. But... It will, like, you'll just take your time figuring out how you beat that level. Like, I, I kind of hope that that's the case, to be completely honest, because I'm not saying this game should be hard or should feel hard. Um, You can also see there's indicators for difficulty levels, uh, like, an indication for the difficulty of a level by the stars. If it's one star, it's low difficulty, two stars, it's higher difficulty. So they do already have that element in place for the level mechanic, and I'm sure that will be for people you know if they're really good at uh platformers and these kinds of games then they're gonna want to have harder difficulty but regardless i don't want to feel like these badges solve all your problems like like i said with a lava level a safe the safety balance will be really helpful but maybe what else would you be sacrificing um if you don't have the safety balance would there be other things you're missing out on or it forces you to replay it a second time around because you used badges a certain way like i kind of think about those things when it comes to use of uses of badges and maybe again that's something that someone who's you know more of a casual player and they're just playing this game for fun maybe they're not going to think as much about those things but just as a, as, an, as a gameplay mechanic that they've put in I think it'll just be interesting to see like how the levels coincide like or rather like they correspond with certain badges like how that how that works like I, I feel like I wouldn't want it to be too obvious which badge to use for a level if that makes sense it's kind of the upshot of what I'm trying to say you collect in courses for badges yeah you gotta get that money play with friends folks have friends up to four people can play locally on the same nintendo switch system pick your favorite character and jump into the adventure to get all the elephants if a player is defeated in local co-op their character will float around the course as a ghost <laughs> if another player reaches them before time runs out they'll jump right back into action. 
your group won't lose a life either. And just so you know, if someone is playing as a Yoshi, you can jump on their back and ride this, them around This next course, part is absolutely hilarious. A Yoshi? A Yoshi? Or, or, an elephant. or elephant! Yoshi's really, really getting all that, you know, getting a workout, carrying everyone. If you connect online, you might see other players on the world map. They've, been, they've, they've included some interesting mechanics for online play here. Around the world, enjoying the game in real time, appearing as live player shadows. Just like in local co-op, if you're defeated, you can come back to life by bumping into a live player shadow. Players can send greetings. We're in it together, folks. Even though you won't be playing together directly, You'll get to experience a subtle connection with other players online as you enjoy this new adventure together. You can also place a standee in a course. Standees can revive ghosts, so place them in not-so-easy areas and help your fellow players. There's some meme about Mario being renamed David because of the standee. I thought that was kind of funny. When you come into contact with an online player or their standee, you'll see their username and heart points. These points show how much they've helped other players on their adventure. Reviving ghosts, gifting. It's very. It's it's it, like he like he says. It's subtle in a subtle way. It's collaborative. And more will earn you heart points. <laughs> While playing online, you also have the option of creating a room to get together with friends. In a shared room, you can see which courses your friends are playing, enter courses together, and even race through certain courses. That, this is really cool, like doing a race type of thing. I thought that's a fun little side thing to do, especially if you're playing with your friends. It's not just purely about the gameplay, or like the main story gameplay. You can do fun little side things together. Reaching the goal pole isn't the only way to finish a race, though. In some courses, you'll need to grab a wonder seed, or... Look at Bowser Jr., folks. His mask got upgraded. The whole thing about his bib making him more intimidating, it came true here. I just feel like this, this game will be really kind of fun. It adds a different kind of spin to this kind of Mario platformer. It looks really creative. It's so colorful and bright. And there's some really cool ideas like the different kind of power-ups and the badges and the, the mechanics that work with those different um, power-ups as well. Like badges, power-ups, all the different working parts. Um, it feels like it, it's it's pretty clean as it comes together. So um, I'm, I'm very excited for this. And the fact that Bowser, um, in the introduction... In the introduction, okay. Single touch of the mysterious wonder flower. Bowser always takes. It's always taking with him, okay? So I know that we did get to the end of the gameplay section. I just wanted to skip over the intro in the beginning and kind of find out about the story. We're in the Flower Kingdom. The Wonder Flower got stolen, and Bowser merged with Prince Florian's castle. He became a castle, folks. Bowser became a castle. Look at the ruination he causes. You know, in the Sprixy Kingdom, he's captured all the Sprixies. Here, he just straight up takes the castle. Forget about the people. Well, he's imprisoning the Poplins as well, but like, he's not forgetting about the people. But, 
I just He just became a castle. So, it's up to Mario in the game to save. Uh, save the Flower Kingdom. So, I thought that, um, overall, this was a really solid Direct, and I'm extremely excited for this game. And with the Nintendo Direct that recently came out, at the time that this episode has come out, um, we have a bunch of things slated for October. We have a bunch of things that are ready for pre-order today, even, like, or not today, but whatever this goes up, it'll be around the time that I'm saying today. And um, uh, so there's lots of really cool, fun games that are coming up from Nintendo. And I desperately need to do more Mario episodes. And Super Mario Bros. Wonder, maybe that's finally what'll get me on my feet. So thanks for tuning in, folks, and I'll see you next time.